And now, story time with Mr. Black. One morning, Genghis Khan went out hunting with his companions. Everyone was hunting with their bows and arrows, but Genghis Khan carried his prize and favorite falcon on his arm. They needed sustenance, provision of food, and fresh water. Being a mighty hunter, Genghis knew that his falcon was a much better hunter than any arrow because it could fly into the sky and see everything from a bird's eye view. The falcon's view would help it find prey and help locate a water source. The falcon would be able to traverse terrain and see many things that a human could not see. So the party of mighty warriors left on their quest. After a long journey and many hours, Khan and his band of mighty hunters had no luck. Despite the group's enthusiastic efforts that day, they found nothing. Disappointed, Khan and his men returned to camp without any success, without any food, without any water, without any hope. Genghis Khan was extremely frustrated because of the impotence of their hunt. And in order to not take out his frustration on his companions, Khan decided to leave the rest of the party at the camp and head out again, alone, with only his friend, his prized falcon on his arm. Genghis went out into the forest looking for food, looking for water. He was unrelenting in his search for sustenance and the adoration of his men. In his desire to find that which others could not, he lost track of time and stayed in the forest longer than he had expected. And because of this, he became tired and very, very thirsty. It was summertime. It was hot, very hot, and all the streams had dried up. So he could find nothing to drink anywhere. Just then, to his amazement, he saw a thread of water flowing from rocks just in front of him. Victory was his. He found some living water. As he moved in to collect his prized water, he removed the falcon from his arm and took out a silver cup, which he's always carried with him. As if he were collecting the rarest of commodities, Khan slowly filled his silver cup with water from the slow thread of water flowing from the rocks just in front of him. Finally able to extinguish his deep thirst to enjoy the cool, refreshing nectar from his cup, Khan moved the cup to his waiting parched lips. But before he could get his thirst extinguished, the falcon flew down, plucked the cup from his hand, and dashed it to the ground. Genghis Khan was shocked at the action of his falcon. He was desperately thirsty, and this irresponsible action of his hunting mate made him furious. The falcon was his favorite, so he posited that it might be thirsty as well, and that is why the bird acted in this way. Again, Khan picked up his cup, and after cleaning out the dirt again, proceeded to patiently put it under the little stream of water flowing from the rocks in front of him. When the cup was about halfway filled, he again put it up to his lips to enjoy the ecstasy of the cool, fresh water. The falcon again attacked and knocked the cup out of Khan's hand, spilling the water on the dry soil again. Remember, Genghis Khan adored this falcon, but he also knew the code of respect and power. See, Khan knew that under any circumstance, 
He would not allow such disrespect, as someone might be watching the scene from afar and later would tell other warriors that the great conqueror Genghis Khan was incapable of taming a mere bird. What type of leader could he be? Khan was at a dilemma. Something was not right. Something had to change. Khan was tired, thirsty, and now at the end of his rope. In addition to lacking food and water, he was now also lacking patience. Again, Genghis Khan picked up a silver cup, rinsed out the dirt, and again put it under the little stream flowing out of the rocks in front of him. However, this time, Khan also drew his sword, keeping an eye on the stream and an eye on the lookout for his falcon. As soon as Genghis had enough water in the cup and was ready to lift it to his parched lips to get a refreshing drink, the falcon again was in flight, heading towards the cup that was in Genghis's hand. As the bird approached, Khan pulled the cup back and thrust his sword at the bird. Genghis Khan pierced the bird's breast, mortally wounding the animal, and it fell to the ground in the distance beyond the rock that he was wanting to get water from. In the midst of this battle with his bird, and the time that had elapsed during the saga, the threat of water coming from the rock had now ceased to flow. This was Khan's only water source, and due to the delay, it too had dried up. Khan now had to find another water source. In search of a new source, he climbed the rocks from where the stream was coming from, seeking to find its source, and finally, his refreshment. As he climbed over the rocks to see what was behind the formerly trickling flow of water, he saw something magical. To Khan's surprise, there was a pool of water. However, in the midst of this body of water was lying dead, one of the most poisonous snakes of that region. At that moment, he realized that if he had drunk the water from the cup, he would have surely died. Filled with remorse, Khan returned to the camp with his dead friend, his dead falcon in his arms. The bird was a hero, not a villain. In order to memorialize this moment and the sacrifice as a friend, he ordered a gold figurine of the bird be made so as to always remember the lesson from this incident. Khan commissioned the sculptor of the bird to engrave sayings on the wings of the bird. On one wing it was engraved... Even when a friend does something you do not like, he continues to be your friend. And on the other wing, it was engraved. Any action committed in anger is an action doomed to failure. We should not judge too quickly or act in anger because at the end of the day, the last thing we need is being angry at ourselves for our actions. You see, ladies and gentlemen, emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity, at the right time, directed for the right person, and in the right way. This is not easy, but it is transformational. If you were to take the emotional intelligence, the EQ, of a fourth grade child, it is a better barometer for their success than their intellectual quotient, or their IQ is. There's an old saying, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Leader, get your heart on and get some 
emotional intelligence, that is. We are living in the days of record-keeping, unforgiveness. People are bartering with their pound of flesh. We have grown cold, and the spirit of offense seems to be the captain of our ships. We are lacking understanding, forgiveness, empathy, mercy, grace, and emotional intelligence, which is the intelligent use of emotions. In these cold days where people can cancel you and forsake you for something said or done decades ago, be different. Be emotionally intelligent. Grace, mercy, understanding, and forgiveness are rare commodities today. However, as rare as they are in America today, these are the things of trade for a leader under construction. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.